are you sure if I push this button and not that one, the science project is going to work right this time? I am meek. Wait, what? Good morning, students. Welcome to school. Remember, the thought of the day is... My parents were from different worlds. And I was a product of a love that never should have been. Welcome to Neekology, the study of the nerd and geek in the natural habitat. I'm Gary. It's Rudy. It's Aaron. And we are the knights who say... Neek! Um, hey, just real quick, just let you guys know, we do miss you, John. I know you've been a busy guy. We're going to hopefully get him back. And I'm John. And we are the knights who, who say... Neek! He's still alive. He's, he's still alive, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not captive or anything. They didn't so. put him in suspended animation. No, he's just busy guy, family stuff. So just want to shout out for you, and uh, we'll be thinking about you and, and your comments, which he always has good ones. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's to you, buddy. We're going to talk about Aquaman, and uh, we'll, we'll see what your response is to. Oh, there you go. I told you what we were talking about today. Aquaman. Uh, boy, that did really well, huh? It's been doing pretty good so Financially, far. Financially, right? it yeah, did really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Came at a good time. DC needed this movie, I think. <clears throat> Right. Oh, yeah. They needed a semi-successful movie, and I think this one exceeded what they expected. Yeah, that's always good. That's what you want. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think it. I think it equaled to uh, what uh, Black Panther pulled in. Oh, I know really? it. I know it went. Uh, it was more than Wonder Woman. Yeah, and Wonder Woman was hard to surpass financially wow. too. That was pretty. Wow, that was and really it did, successful. It did? But once uh, once Aquaman hit China, I mean, it just blew up over there. So everybody loved it over there. That's it. That's what you want, man. It's very good. Well, and that's you know what, of course, with them losing um, Cavill and uh, um, oh Cavill and um, yeah Affleck. Uh, Affleck. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna. Who knows? Maybe Affleck. Affleck. Yeah. So maybe it's just the fact that they're gonna need this push right now, and maybe f- between that and Flash, and get everybody rolling. Maybe things go back online. You know? Yeah, it kind of it kind of leaves a. a a big question as to where DC is going to go with this because yeah. now they have two successful movies. Right. Uh, the two main characters that they were really banking on has failed. So Yeah. Oh, wow. They just, they really just vanish. Huh? Oh. That's rude. Well, if, uh, if, Shaz- if Shazam, which comes out, I think, in March? Okay. Uh, if that... Does is, is remotely do, well. Yeah, yeah, does really well. Then we'll kind of just kind of do a, a U-turn and, and establish these characters, which they should have done before Justice League. Sure, sure. Yep. I think with the pressure of uh, of uh, Avengers, which, you know, they've established those characters within the span of 10, ten years. years. Mm-hmm. And DC's been trying to do it for the last, you know, three to four years. That's fast-paced. It is. And, you know, especially trying to hammer these movies out, you know, what... What happens is that it lacks story and it lacks, character. you know, char- uh, and ca- caring for character characters. development, and right. and it's essential, especially for superhero movies, because you know you can't you can't just uh, uh, you can't just uh, you know use visual effects and you know bangs and booms to try to make a, a great yeah, movie. You know you true. have to, you know un- you know it it may surprise everybody, but you have to establish you know a, a character in these in these types of superhero movies, mm-hmm. which you know, people think that, you know, oh, it's just all special effects and everything. No. But no, there's got to be yeah. there's got to be a story to it. You have to have that foundation. That's and what I, Marvel did well. They did good characters and this, you know, the action, and that's a great combo. That's hard just to make make it happen. Well, somebody once said, I saw it on like the internet or on Instagram somewhere, where they said, 
basically they don't see that that person didn't like see the point in them carrying on and said that the DC cinematic universe should just slowly die out because yeah. if you think about it like their main character there are two main characters Batman and Superman and like the Justice League if that's the pinnacle of everything that's been going towards that and that was a complete flop here I am Bruce please I was wrong you have to listen to me. You're just making these movies hoping that you have a success like Wonder Woman or Aquaman or Shazam without really having, like, there's no, like, they obviously hinted towards Darkseid or Darkseid and, and Steppenwolf and stuff yeah. like that, but there's not really uh, something that's tying the characters together mm -hmm. or, like, an underlying goal. Sure. Hey, but you know what's interesting? And I think Rudy's brought this up a lot of times. Um, they're talking about how the comics and the movies are different, which is good in a lot of ways, right? So think about this. And maybe in the um, comic book, Spider-Man and Superman... I'm sorry, sorry Spider-Man. Oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, Batman and Superman were like the main focuses on them. And the other characters like Aquaman and Wonder Woman didn't really get their due. Yeah. Their due. And it's kind of cool that now you're building up some of those minor characters... And we already know about Superman and Spider-Man. They have a pretty good run in time. You know, they've had a good, you know, run time with all their characters. Now it's time to bring out some of these yeah. minor minor characters. And it only makes the story better. You know what I'm just saying is then they kind of not work backwards. But now they go, well, let's how, how are we going to bring Superman and Batman back into this mix? So there's, you know, you never know what the whole science of movie making yeah. and whatever. But, um, you know. You can think of the best that can come out of this if someone's thinking about that, you know. Yeah, I'm just afraid that uh, that DC is going to get lost into, um, you know, the different time frames and the different yeah. alternate universes. Sure. With now that you have the Walking Phoenix Joker coming out, and there's still discussions on on doing the um, <clears throat> the Joker from um, what's what's the one I'm talking about? The, the Killing Joke? No. no, no. No, 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 no. The, the villain movie that came out. The oh, uh, the on. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Oh, mm -hmm. oh So the Suicide Squad us. version of Joker. And then, uh, so you have different, you know, different uh, kind of alternate universes where you have, you know, that Joker and that Joker. Sure. And they're still planning on doing that one, too. Wow. So you, you, don't, don't, you don't get that yeah. consistency that the, the audience wants. Yes. Because now you have to explain to everybody and you have to explain uh, to... True. You know, the people that, you know, might not read the comics or that and, and trying to figure out what the timelines are. Mm. And that and that's kind of what, you know, uh, Marvel did with their MCU is just they they established an MCU timeline yeah. and they've been very, you know, consistent about it and kind of writing in stone. And they even corrected it, too, because uh, Spider-Man Homecoming kind of messed up the timeline uh. with adding two years to it and kind of threw a you know stick in the spoke. But they but they fix that mm -hmm. you know they establish that yes it was you know it was incorrect you know they're very focused on that timeline on that single timeline yeah. and that's why I think it's eventually gonna <clears throat> get to a point where they have so many movies that they're just like like they're just trying to pump them out you know and I feel like it's gonna lose the audience it's gonna lose everything and you're just gonna have a few successes and then the main thing is just gonna die so maybe the if there's a little wisdom in here someone pulls back just pulls back everything and they go okay. Where is it all going? Right? Yeah. You have a goal. Well, that's like with writing a book. You have to have the ending in mind where you're going. If you don't, you're just kind of trying to find something popular and trying to find something like, and they ooh, don't. it's new yeah. and whatever. But um, but that would be that'd be a great thing, yeah. you know, to figure out where you're going. So 
Direction is always good. <laughs> so, and with that, let's let's. Uh, are we ready to hop into Aquaman real quick? Yes. Here? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so we have a character Aquaman, which we got uh, a taste of him with, uh, you know, the Justice League. So it was kind of cool that he got his own story. And of course, you know, they did flashbacks, but uh, some fun things right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. When we meet his parents, what do you guys? What do you guys want to talk about there? I I, <laughs> I enjoyed the uh, um, the you know the training sequences that kind of get him from um, you know where he was as a teenager oh, right. to what he is now, yep. and because you know when he came in in uh, in Justice League, you know he, he was already you Developed, know yeah. you know saving people and mm-hmm. and kind of aware of his abilities, so. Um, Everybody was kind of eagerly waiting for, you know, this movie to kind of establish, you know, who he is as a character and sure. and how he came out from, you know, out of the ocean and Batman saying, so you talk to fish. <laughs> right. That's your thing. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. But, but but they picked uh, all all the actors in this movie were great. I think the casting was done really, really well. well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And you have uh, Nicole Kidman and you got Django Fett. Your mother always knew you were special. Django Fett, yeah. whose real name is... Uh, is it Tamara uh, Morrison? Right. So he had yeah, Django Boba and all the clones. Yeah, <laughs> all in one guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did all the voice for the Clone Wars too. So, <clears throat> so yeah. So, so you have you know you have this uh, you know a good foundation of uh, of great actors and actresses that are, mm-hmm. uh, try to bring this movie to life, and I think they did a really great job with it. Uh, the only th- the only thing that kind of uh, confused me a little bit is the or. Um, I guess the un uh, the uneasy part of the movie for me was uh, the relationship between uh, Mara and uh, and uh, um, Arthur. We're getting close now. Oh yeah, close to what? Dying of thirst. And um, I, I just don't think that the two meshed really well. Mm. And even when uh, Mara came uh, into the movie and in her opening scene, it was kind of a you know who are you? Even though that they had a conversation and they kind of felt like that they've known each other for years when right. they had that scene in uh, Justice League. Right. So uh, there was, um, like I said, some little inconsistencies. Inconsistency, yeah, yeah, inconsistencies and sure. some uh, some character development that they had too. But um, yeah, I just, I just I just don't think that that those two characters were really uh, meant for each other the way the way that they had uh, written them in the movie. I think they could have done a little better than that. But other than that, it was a it's solid an awkward movie. awkward opening. Well, yeah, two. I feel like their opening was awkward, but like. As the movie went on, you you see that weird relationship with her and and her, uh, his brother, and how they were supposed to be married and everything like that. And I find I found it kind of weird how he was like his brother was kind of in love with her, Orm. and then like yeah, Orm mm-hmm. was in love with her, and then like as soon as something he thought even was wrong, he was like, I don't even care about you anymore. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're not very trusting. He said, Lanterns yeah. are not very trusting. So. The time has come. For Atlantis to rise again. Yeah, yeah. And, but they like. I feel like over the movie, they kind their their relationship developed. Him and her and Arthur developed a, quite kind of a bit when they were, especially in um, where was it, Italy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. when they were in Italy, that and that she got to see the beautiful scene, side yeah. of. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that. Uh, I didn't feel I, I didn't feel like I was rooting for them as as kind of a, a couple, couple. Okay. like oh gosh I hope this works out and I hope they get together and kind of yeah. you know bring you know their two families together and be awesome. I, I wasn't really rooting that because it I don't know I just didn't get that connection between those. You two. You can force things together. 
It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Well, and here's the interesting thing at the, if we take a step back about relationships, about how people meet, was that the beginning he was talking about Aquaman's narrating. He said, Jules Verne said that, uh, you know, two ships in the ocean are destined to meet, mm-hmm. you know, no matter where they are, which Rick talked about, um, you know, people who are just meant to be together, which attributes to his mom and dad, which we'll talk about later. His Her relationship, when she had to leave, she said, mm-hmm. I will be back. Mm-hmm. Just wait at, you know, sunset and I'll be there. And how many years did he wait for her? Like a lot, right? 20 or something. 20 like years, that. yeah, for her to come back. Um, and the thing about it is, uh, yeah, and he has that... He has that um, model for a relationship that you hang in there when things get difficult, tough, whatever. And maybe, you know, the fact is that uh, people sometimes have to actually spend time together, struggle and go through things before they can be the right couple together and make mistakes and be awkward. Who knows? So maybe that's where it's going with that relationship. Um, and it was refreshing to have uh, that relationship between Arthur and his dad. Yeah. Um, um, having you know that solid that solid uh, father son relationship yeah, because like you know they share the same tattoos yeah, yeah they share the same tattoos if you know those two <laughs> yeah and you don't really see that you know and because uh, you always have that kind of um, that trigger moment that you know puts a, a hero over the edge and it's mm-hmm. always you know parent related where you know That's the true. parents die or mm-hmm. you know the mom dies or something like that so he was an orphan but yeah and you, so so now you have that you know familial base of yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, I have a mom, or I have a mom, I have a dad, yeah. and you know they had a solid relationship, and you know, unfortunately, the you know the mom uh, uh, got taken away from them and separated. But well, I think uh, other than it, that, I, I, I did enjoy their conversations yeah. and uh, and kind of his uh, supportive uh, nature in and what he was going through and him mm-hmm. becoming, um, you know, the hero that that uh, he was he is destined to be. Right. I think what really set him over to that next level of his abilities and stuff was the idea that she, because he didn't know that she was dead, like for sure, but like that people started telling him that, that she did die. And I think a big thing of that was that was the moment right before him and his brother started to fight, like in that, Mm -hmm. in the arena scene, right? He, he, his brother was talking to him. He was like, you know, I, something along the lines like that. I love you. And that I and I do care about you, and I'm going to give you this ability, this chance to leave right now. Oh, the brother said that. Yeah, time. remember? Do you remember mm-hmm. that? But I do not want to kill you, Arthur. I'm going to give you one chance. Go home. Do not ever come back to Atlantis. You are not going to win this. A war is coming to the surface, whether you like it or not. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a big thing about like. His family, all he has really left of is his dad, and the I think that idea that like his mom is gone, he has their central brother for that. I think that's really kind of what set him over the edge. Because they did say something about you. You've been misinformed. Yeah, that happens a lot in relationships too, right? You get the wrong information. You hear something about someone, and you really get to meet them. Like, oh, it's not. Well, yeah, a lot the, of us was like that too. Well, in the relationship that he had with his, with uh, his dad, um, Ocean Master had kind of the same. Uh, feeling for his mom, and uh, and kind of blamed Arthur uh, for wh- you know what happened to her. Right. So I think yeah, it was kind of the the two aspects of of um, yeah, just kind of misinformation on on yep. why on why the uh, the mom left and yeah. and blaming uh, Aquaman for that. So 
Well, that could almost be the theme all the way through because a lot <laughs> of stuff happened because people thought one thing and it was another because they had heard rumors or this is what they thought people were like, right? Um, there's an interesting scene, uh, and I, before I forget, is uh, what did she say something about that? Uh, oh, uh, about her, that she was in the, in, the, in, the, in the ocean, our tears are carried away. And he goes, in, in, on, on land, you get to keep them. It's interesting, right? Talking about uh, relationships, emotions, and how they actually work, and how people deal with stuff, too. And one of the biggest thing, issues that came up in this was um, how the ocean sees the land people, and the land people see the ocean. Yeah. And there's a lot of things they didn't know about each other. They assume things. Boy, we know that one. When you assume things, what happens? Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. start having these weird differences that aren't even there really. right yeah. you've, you've heard that one right I can, you, you can make, i say the word can you I say make it? an ass out of you, you and me. me exactly so the thing about it is there's a lot of uh the ocean people saw the worst of the land people and that's what they assumed they were all like and maybe the other way around you know what i mean and that's where the misunderstanding uh his job maybe was to clear that up because he's lived in both worlds now right so he can tell you hey and he was telling Mira a lot of the stuff that yeah, she's saying you guys pollute us, da, 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 all these things like that. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a big, uh, um, you know, Mother Nature, Planet Earth. Yeah, they got that uh, scene to it with uh, dumping stuff back on the. <laughs> yeah, and and it kind of you know opens your eye into how you know people treat uh, an environment like the ocean. Sure, where you know you, it's all visual and you don't see what's what's below the surface. Sure, so you know when something gets thrown off and it kind of sinks down, you forget about it. You know. Yeah. That's out of true. sight, out of mind. Right. But then, you know, as you go in and see, you know, what it's affecting, then. Right. Yeah. And then you kind of. Yeah. Uh, think twice. Yeah. And it's funny about the eyes. It's so funny when he was, uh, he went to the aquarium. He's probably like 12, something like that, right? Nine. Something around there, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And he's looking into the, at the ocean, the water, and the bullies come up and start teasing him. And then he got that shark and the shark connected, right? And then his eyes changed at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. That was sort of symbolic that he began to see things differently mm-hmm. and be able to see that his role is different. And sometimes, you know, you have to have your eyes open up, and it's a shock sometimes too. But I think that somehow pl- had a play because down the road, when he became, his, he took his on his role, we begin to see what he saw, mm-hmm. how everything was connected. It's kind of cool. What makes a, what makes a great. Uh comic book movie and we can all agree with that is the villains yes and i think they did a great job in writing ocean master mm-hmm. uh and uh and black manta mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um black manta i think it, i think he was well written i like the uh the backstory that he has with uh the death of his father yeah and uh and directly blames uh aquaman which and rightly so yeah right you know rightfully so am i supposed to know who you are Scavenge the high seas. You're the Aquaman. We were bound to meet at some point. So, you know, the way that, you know, he ended that conflict. I mean, I think uh, any other developed superhero probably would have uh, taken uh, another route. Mm. Oh, are you, okay, that's a good topic right there. Yeah, so if it was somebody, if it was, if it was somebody like, a, like a Batman or a Superman, mm-hmm. we'll just stick with the DC universe. Yeah. Or even... Uh, a Wonder Woman too is that they wouldn't have le- he wouldn't have left the father to die. That's true. So any any kind of any kind of sees that too to uh, to the effect that when he sees Black Manta later on in the movie, he realizes that he had his, he He's has cr- he has created yeah 
You know, his, his now nemesis. Yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah, and and there's certain yeah there's there's certain things where you know we we look at people kind of in a bully sense to where you know we're just looking the bully directly at you know how that person treats others, yeah. but yeah, you know you kind of look. You're going to get, get what you, you deserve. You kind of have to look at the backstory and how that how that bully was created. Right. So and like I saw some people on on like some other fandoms that I was going through saying like. Oh yeah, I think he's justified in in letting Manta's father die, and and that would have caused Manta to die too. So both of them would have died if if Manta didn't get out of there. And mm-hmm. so, like they were saying, like imagine you're just going along and you're doing your thing, and you see all these dead people. You know, these people that have just been, um, you know, hurt by the these two pirates, and they know what they're doing and stuff like that. And I guess, and like he said that he is just a impulsive. Hothead, hot-headed yeah, person, yeah. and you can see that in the way that he like even fights and stuff like that. Yeah, and so some people think that he's justified in doing that, and it's just like it was a collateral thing that had to happen. Right. So those, the, yeah, there was a lot of comparisons with him and uh, and Killmonger. Oh yeah, true. So, oh, that they they caused it. Yeah, yeah. To where it's a uh, it's a manufactured mm. villain. Yeah, you know, manufactured in the sense that the actions that you know either the hero has or you know, in in uh, in Black Panther's case, where it was his father's decisions, and and not uh, correcting those decisions sure. later that had created Killmonger right. and that had created Black Manta, which Black Manta was, you know, not. I mean, they were pirates. Yeah. But you know, there's there's uh, there's actions that we can reflect onto others that do not treat them well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you know, it can. It can kind of reflect on themselves, yeah, and maybe hopefully kind of change them a little bit. Well, so, well that's part of loving your enemies, right there. That there's a reason why we're told to do that. Yeah, you know, it's not the natural way mm-hmm. because look what happens with that. It's always interesting, and I don't, I don't know if we do the two halves this now, but maybe wait. But um, you can. He, we saw the two choices he t- treated his enemies. Well, let's save the other one because that's going to come a little later too. But he may he learned from that too. Mm-hmm. You know. If you go this way, this is how you build an enemy. If you go the other way, you may end up, you know, stopping the whole thing from happening. Um, but exactly. And the thing about Black Manta was interesting was I love the fact that they showed in a very Tony Stark kind of way when he was designing his suit. You kind of saw that he was very intent on what he was doing. He's a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. He just misguided. But he was he had a perp- he had a, he had his purpose for what he was doing it for, and he was willing to make mistakes and learn from it and become who he was going to become. But that's uh, interesting, your motivation. Um, a lot of people take those smarts. Yeah, as it, was, it was kind of like Whiplash uh, with uh, Mickey Rourke, where mm-hmm. um, he mm-hmm. was you know, highly intelligent. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, uh, he hated the way um, Howard Stark uh, had treated his father during yeah. the, you know, their initial designs of Stark industry. Sure. And so, uh, so with that, uh, he had, you know, his kind of, you know, red blanket of, you know, Stark is, you know, evil. I, mm-hmm. you know, I want to take him down. You come from a family of thieves and butchers. And now, like all guilty men, you try to rewrite your own history. And you forget all the lives the Stark family has destroyed. And so he used his, you know, intelligence and the technology that his father had taken to, you know, create yeah. his suit. Right. There you go. So it's kind of kind of similar that, yeah, you know, and that's what you get with a lot of uh, 
a comic book villains is that there's a lot of similarities. I mean, there's you know kind of you know twists and turns that that make uh, make them unique, but sure. Um, but still, you know, there's you know yeah, there's a lot of similarities, and you can see a lot of similarities with people you know out in, in real life. Yeah, right. It's all about how you what we were reading yesterday. You can't always choose your circumstances, but you can choose your response to them, mm-hmm. and that's where the test character is too. You know, so yeah. exactly. Um, and then with the villains, uh, we got Ocean Master. Oh yeah, and I, I, I think uh, I think Patrick Wilson did a great job mm-hmm. as Ocean Master. I was kind of mm-hmm. weary on on that on that pick. Uh, Why so? Uh, for casting, mm-hmm. I, just because I don't see I don't too see, nice of a guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of a you know he's a square guy. I mean he's uh, you know he's white bread. Yeah, you know just he's played other things too. A lot of he's English, right? Uh, no, I thought he no. was oh, English, but he's played a lot of English characters. Very, yeah. you know, I, I believe so. I'm not too sure. No, he's American. Actually. He's American, yeah. but he's been in other roles where he's played like the good guy. Oh, he's played. from the, the the country Oklahoma. Okay, and yeah. and if you think about his character, Ocean Master or King Orm, he's justified in a lot of stuff that he does too. You know, mm-hmm. in his because he. I think he's trying to. He's just trying to do his best, and like his circumstances Protect of being raised. Mm-hmm. I'm sure because like his mother was compassionate and stuff like that. But his father, he said that his father was a little bit too much, mm-hmm. and I think he got. That's the only way he was really raised. Sure. And so eventually, that just gets ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. And I think for what he's trying to do is noble, but he's just going at it the wrong way. Oh sure. Yeah, he was. Tra- yeah, he was trying to block uh, uh, Arthur from because he knew Arthur existed. Right. And he was trying to block him from uh, from taking the throne um, because you know he held him responsible from uh, for um, taking his mother away. Right. And uh, I'll get the mommy issues. <clears throat> yeah. And so <laughs> you know you know everybody you know everybody cheers the scene of you know having the you know the trash thrown you know at the people on the surface mm. and that was and that and that was essentially was Ocean Master was you know he wanted that. That dividing line of mm-hmm. you know where the where we're superior yeah. and, you know the 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 people above the surface of you know treated us like crap right they're animals yeah hmm. exactly and uh, yeah so it, it 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 he um and it was interesting the person who sort of is also a bridge was Amira because she um she knew that things were wrong at home. And she knew things were wrong above, and mm-hmm. she wanted to understand both of them. And I think the two—that's maybe where their pairing could work—is that they both are obviously they build a bridge there with, you know. Yeah, it, it was her and Volko, who's played by Willem Dafoe. Yes, Willem they, Dafoe, they, good choice, right there. They, they were—they were about you know the balance of it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and she, what's funny was she—if um, you noticed her, she was all about. She knew the beauty of the sea. Right, and when you look at Atlantis, and he was just like it was all the colors and how amazing it was, and uh, when they had her gown, it was all beautiful colors, whatever. So she knew the beauty of things, and so when he had talked to her about, uh, you know, you're choosing sides, and you know you're going to fight for. Well, the whole thing about the people on the land, they pollute, they're destructive. But but he goes, yeah, but there are beautiful things, and then when they were in Italy. Yeah, she she saw the flowers. She saw the things around and the people. Yeah, kind of opened her eyes. She's too. like, yeah, there's beautiful things here too. Yeah, worth fighting for. It, yeah, and yeah. some of that architecture is similar to Atlantis too. So she's yeah, like, oh, similar mm-hmm. too. So there's ties. Yeah. So they're more connected than disconnected. Mm-hmm. It's just different. And I mean, that's the whole thing too. Was uh, they had to see their differences, and understand how much they're alike. Something like that too. 
So, um, and we were all waiting for William Defoe to just be <laughs> crap to go. Yeah. What did you say? That was a term to go all William Defoe on everything. Yeah, he's going to Defoe that <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Go Goblin. Yeah. Itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the goblin and took the spider out. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh. But yeah, oh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he did a great job, What's and he I, and I do? love. I love his training sequences. Those those are really fun. Yes. Uh, obviously, he's a great actor. The water wall. It's kind of fun to watch him. Yes. And and visually, I think the I think they did a really great job with the visual effects. It's kind of hard. Um, and you never got a hair out of place with the man bun. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to uh, to kind of show um, the scenes, you know, underwater and mm-hmm. and how that's going to work. And they were they were uncertain with that too. Right. Uh, coming to Justice League, that's why they had the um, the air bubble when him oh. and, when him and Mara were talking. Is that mm-hmm. they really didn't know how that was going to work. And so it's like, oh well, let's just create an air bubble and kind of make it less confusing, and we'll just figure it out, you know, later on in the development, you know, in the Aquaman movie. They did work at it. There was, so, so I was, yeah. I was kind of worried that you know, once they come underwater, they're gonna have the conversation. Yeah, they're gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> but and their voice see? was kind of altered a little bit too. So yeah, that was cool. yeah, they they have the kind of the echo effect where you and, know you know that they're underwater and having the conversation, and and William Dafoe characters, uh, uh, vocal uh, Volko. Um, explains on how they can their their ability to see and project sound while underwater mm-hmm. and swim and breathe and all their that hair stuff. moves yeah. if you notice too that um their face if you notice that there's there's distortion around them because you can see the water moving back and forth yeah very subtle yeah but you could yeah you could tell you but there was a there was a part in there with orem when he had put it when she put him in air bubble mm-hmm. and they put the water back in you could see him re uh the bubbles coming out of his mouth sorry mm-hmm. so there was the whole thing where I, I'm imagining that their lungs fill up with enough water that there's no oxygen bubbles coming out. Yeah. But if there's some like disturbance in there, you're going to get that mm-hmm. the the changeover. So I think that's uh, was kind of cool. They and uh, and obviously the, fa- the 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 best scene for me was when he finally rides the uh, the seahorse. <laughs> yes. Surfs now surfs the seahorse. Yeah. Guess where the surfer part. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very fun, and you had um, a lot of like a lot of great characters in here. Uh, um, yeah, so obviously there's there's reasons why that movie did really well. I mean, it's not yeah. you know it's not going to win a whole bunch of uh, yeah. awards or as highly acclaimed as you know sure. like the uh, Black Panthers of the world were. Um, yeah, I, I think well, I think Black Panther you know culture culturally was uh, uh, on another level. Yeah, but it I. Aquaman was a it's a solid movie and it's a solid movie for the DC universe and yeah. we're just kind of waiting and see how they uh, how they're going to turn that around because I know they're having issues with um, the Flash movie and uh, finding the director finding uh, somebody to kind of rework that script yeah because uh, they were going to do Flashpoint and now they're not going to do Flashpoint and then the director left and and so it it kind of kind of leaves that uh, that uh, that void sure. And and so we'll see what happens. I I think we'll get a kind of a bigger picture once uh, Shazam comes out and sure. what, what they're going to do with that. And and uh, and Wonder Woman comes out next year too. Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is oh, next year as was. well too. Right. Hey, um, I know we're not done yet, but it was interesting some of the environments that they put them in. Uh, Atlantis was a very uh, metropolitan. Real amazing. That was like the crown of everything, too. Yeah, it was like the Jetsons. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. And it used to be, and they talked about a whole thing where they used to be above the surface, yeah. and then they, 
Mm-hmm. But then I guess what happened was maybe they were all, and this is what I'm assuming, is they had some quick narrative and they said that, um, you know, their arrogance, they were trying to push too far, very advanced. They sunk. And then I believe, and I could be wrong, that that's where all the multiple kingdoms came from because you had the the deserters, which were in the desert, which is interesting. That's where the king ended up at. Um, Sahara Desert, complete opposite of the ocean, which is very symbolic, I'm sure. Um, and then you have those aliens, the trenchers, which... Oh, the Mariana Trench. Which, what they remind you of? What creature? From aliens, right? It looked a lot like the alien yeah, from or, aliens. Yeah. Yeah, mindless kind of crazy creatures. I found it kind of interesting because I was thinking, I'm like, well, how would... So, you know, the ocean is different levels of depth and mm-hmm. stuff. So uh, just the city or parts of the city just landed and just fell farther sometime? Or? It was it was pretty big, right? Yeah. Atlantis was huge. Well, it was a whole... Con- wasn't it a... Continent. It wasn't just a Sydney. Yeah, it was kind of a continent in Some, itself. And then if they if you do it right, the Marianas Trench is, between, is in the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So what they're saying is Atlantis had to be maybe... Maybe think, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Well, think about it. Look at the space between California and Japan. That's a whole part of the world. What do they call it? Um, the Ring of Oceania. Fire. Oceania. Oh. There's a whole half the world, if you look at a globe. Mm-hmm. It's just water. Yeah. So maybe they're saying there, that's where Atlantis was. There could have been a whole was. continent right there. Maybe that, just... that they're saying, yeah, that it sunk right there because the Marianas Trench is the deepest place. In the, They can't get to the bottom. Of course... Once they went, and that's where they... Threw. And that was a great scene, too, where you yeah, had kind really, of the, the, well, yeah. the trench Flares people just... And, yeah. But what's that, the, now that we don't know what's at the bottom, we know now where does it take you to if you go through it. I was confused by it that It takes you to thing. Julie Andrews. It, <laughs> Julianne, yes. <laughs> I was confused on that right. whole we'll undersea tornado thing that teleported them. That didn't really go into a lot of depth on that. Where well, it kind of takes you to... I think uh, they, they explained it. it as kind of the core... Oh, okay. so so you have that that access on the earth, so uh-huh. you know everything becomes right side up. Mm-hmm. So you get to a certain point where you get to the deepest point in the Mariana Trench. What does that do? Flips you. Yeah. So oh. so is the core is so is the core right side up to you when you're going down? It kind of flips you around. So it's the center of the earth, some yeah. pocket of. Some there's no there. center to it. Oh, I mean, right. there's yeah, no well. there's no up and down. Though it's interesting is they. In this movie, they threw a lot of like, a lot of scientific theory in there too. Like mm-hmm. some people said, "Hey, you know, there are pockets in the world where there are things that have survived, like dinosaurs." Mm-hmm. And people have sworn that they have flown into huge journey to the center of the earth. With yeah, all the I feel like it was a little bird. bit like the Meg. what was that? Admiral Byrd. Tell what you want to quick on that one, Admiral Byrd. What, yeah, what's that? Admiral oh, Byrd. Admiral Byrd was. Um, he was uh, sent of the United States to go to, you know, to go to uh, the Antarctica. And he said when he went through the holes, he saw a whole world underneath there yeah. with birds and things and all kinds of stuff. And there was a book on it. And all People that. have reported <clears throat> things. Who knows? Yeah, I feel like it was each, like the Meg. No, each pole. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Well, they say there's a hole at the, the top. If you look at Google Earth, it's blacked out. You can't look at the center. So... There's some conspiracy theories saying that oh. there's a center to it somewhere. Yeah. Things have sunken in. Let's go. Also, the Antarctica was once green and plush, and that had, you know... Oh, yeah, because they it, found plants and stuff, stuff there and animals sure. there. Yeah. Um, journey to the center of the earth, yeah, I think I have that one, too. But, yeah, you go, they go into that, all the little layers. It's a great journey. You go in all the layers of the earth and what's going down there, and... Um, uh, but, yeah, they had the... Admiral Bird flew in. He was in a Wow, wow. Sorry. That's okay. They got in there and they found the, um, you know, as soon as I saw, 
I looked and go, that's a pterodactyl. Ooh, there you go. They yeah. got the dinosaur world right there too. And the little um, the little guys, the little uh, can't, Jurassic Park came to mind, but I can't think the little the little tiny guys. But anyways, um, but then uh, who'd they find there? Of course, big big two Atlanta. three big things were in that core. Yeah, his mom, his right? mom, exactly. Uh, and then that's where the trident, which was supposed to pull everybody together. Did, okay, I have a question. Did you find that my brother was tripping because he was like, did he just steal that dead guy's clothing? Yeah. He just took his clothes. I would. What if it didn't fit him? Just... <laughs> well, he's the king. It's going <laughs> to. It magically adhered to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As, I think he, as, he, as he picked up the, the trident. Did it? Yeah. Like it's a magnet. To him. Oh, really? He just didn't see it. He, he just, didn't strip oh. him. Sorry. But it, it was It's just like looking, you know, finding One-Eye Willie and be like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to take your clothes, One-Eye Willie. <laughs> and your patch. Thanks, One-Eye Willie. I'm wearing One-Eye Willie's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the wedgie of One-Eye Willie. Say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> I wear the wedgie then, of One-Eye Willie. <laughs> and then when uh, when we discover uh, Nicole, Kidman, uh, Nicole Kidman's character in yes. there, it kind of reminded me of, uh, did you guys ever watch... Um, how to Train Your Dragon too when he finds, oh, his, finds mom. his mom with oh, yeah. the mask. Yeah, and, yeah. it's kind of like that where she's you know kind of ruled this you know part of the oh, yeah. of the world and kind of establish you know her you know trying to you know take that trident you know many many times. And, right. Yeah, and and her survival mode, you know, kind of like that, and then also with uh, <laughs> uh, Janet Van Dyne. Yes. And and surviving in the. Um, what do you call it? The microverse. They're showing women can be strong. There's yeah. the whole thing too, yeah. Um, but that was the whole... <laughs> and here's a nice little twist. We're looking on IMDb, and we noticed that Julie... Julie Andrews was in the movie. We're like, wait, Julie... Yeah. Who would be the one character that you would be complete opposite her, and yeah. it would be the, the creature you had to fight, right? What was that creature? Was it, what was the name of it? The Carthen monster. Carthen. Yeah. You do Staring best foot forward. Spitzboy. That was the one of legend, and it was guarding the king's. Yeah, yeah. You know, you always talk about missed opportunities with movies, and I think they missed that big opportunity of you know of taking Julie Andrews and could have just had you know kind of a musical number to it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, don't get started. Yeah, just having a kind of a little song that. You and know, it looks like Aaron is on, uh, on how to escape the Nazis taking some or notes. Like he's that. taking some notes on. Hey, I could write that. That's <laughs> yeah. Good. He's a song escaping Nazis. Nice. Anyways, yes. There yeah. you go. Hey, there's always a sequel, so work on that one. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll definitely be uh, be a sequel. Uh, uh, Black Manta will a musical will, will be there. Could never know. You never. I just know. want a reboot know. of Batman and Superman, and then I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure something will come together. Yeah, we'll see. Um, hey, so here's a couple of nice little ending thoughts about this too. Think what you guys think about this one. Um, it seems like the more you hurt a hero, the more you help his cause. You know what's that about that? Is that uh, heroes have to go through a lot of crap? A lot of stuff happens to them, mm-hmm. uh, but. They get to make choices. You get to choose how you help your enemies, right? How you or you don't. Uh, you get to decide what kind of person you're going to be. Um, and it seems like he took he took a lot of abuse from everybody, Manta, <laughs> his whole race from Earth, whatever. But look what it what did it do to him? What did it turn this surfer dude into, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, like he had that conversation with Mara on the boat. You know, he's like, yeah. I'm not. 
ready for this and and he's like i i separate i'm the gap between these two and she said some heroes need motivation yeah yeah Yeah. but didn't she say that i'm unworthy i don't think i can and the thing is just that means you're ready ready. yeah i'm not a king atlantis has always had a king now i need something more what could be greater than a king hero that's a humility and that's a good trait in any leader too is because you ask for help you know that's the thing that i think a lot of people think is that you know you're super even superman he does need help emotionally he's a mess Mm -hmm. i mean because he and so he's had some issues and it's uh, every good guy i was talking some of the days like you know what um heroes or christians whoever you know trying people doing the right thing you're not supposed to be do it independently it doesn't work that way you're you you find your fight i think as you you grow, you find out how much you can't do things and how much you do need, you know, to not depend on yourself. Yeah, I think you kind of worry about, you know, uh, being being someone who... Not your weakness. Yeah, well, someone that, that you're not, but also exceeding past what you were trying to be is like, I, well, just like uh, Arthur already said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I could be a king. Mm-hmm. I said, well, Atlantis is, you know, has already had kings. We need something more. A hero. Oh, yeah. yeah. What did she say? He says, um, a king fights for his nation, but a hero fights for everyone. everyone. I think a big part of that, like when he finally realized that, was when he was uh, talking to the monster and she like whacked him into the wall or something. And he said, you know, I hurt the people around me. I, you know, something along that line. And then he was like, you know, I'm ready for this. And that's when he finally realized his true potential. And he said basically what he submitted is what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He submitted and said, "Then you choose. You know, I'm gonna, I'm be ready either way." He's Pretty like, cool. "If you're gonna, if you're gonna take me, I'd do it now." Where in the canon with the movies is this after? Oh, okay. He, I, I did hear that too. She had. It's after. It's after um, the first uh, Superman versus Batman. It's in between. I think. I think it's in between those two. This, be, this movie. Or is it after the? It's after Justice. It's, it's, it's after Justice. It is. It's just she after talks, Justice. She oh, because the world knows. The, the world knows who he is. They they go. Yeah, it's Aquaman. Well, Mara said that she they he, she uh, she was like, oh yeah, you fought Steppenwolf. Yes, and so it she did. knew yeah. that one. And what was your part in the bar? The guys wanted to fight him. Oh yeah, that's that was part. Like my favorite part. Tell, tell us about that part because that tells you that he has. People oh, know who he is. Yeah, he's like because these like big biker dudes come up to him and they're like. <laughs> Being all intimidating, and then he they were like, Aquaman? Yeah, he's like, Can I get a picture with you? And then, like, a few beers later, there's like 40 funny pictures. Do you notice what color the guy's phone was? Wasn't it pink? It's pink. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind so, of picture. It's the life of the superhero that doesn't wear a mask. Yeah. Right. Hey, Thor loves it, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take my selfie. Um, good stuff, though. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool at the end, too, was, um, well, Two things. Once he picked up the trident, and of course we all know, obviously, and if you didn't get this point, King Arthur. Yeah. Very parallel to King Arthur, so it's the Aqua version of it, right? Um, but picking up the uh, picking up the sword, picking up the thing, taking the thing. In this trident resides the power of Atlantis. In the wrong hands, it would bring destruction. But in the hands of the true heir, it would unite all our kingdoms above and below. But he, um, you get to see his 
what he he now we now, we get to see that he sees everything's connected. Mm-hmm. Saw the fish, the people, whatever, and that, and that's what it was. He did not. He no longer saw just his view, but he saw that he, a hero it helps everyone yeah. too. Um, and his last thing was when he finally, when mom came back and he faced Orem and defeated him, he had an opportunity to kill him. But what did he show him? Mercy. Show him mercy. Yeah. And I love the fact that you know we think of all this, all the things that are going wrong right now. But we do know love does conquer all. It's true, mm-hmm. right? And that evil will be defeated. But I like what he said at the end. He goes, before he walked away, he told him, he goes, um, when you're ready to talk, I'll let's, be here. Yeah, I'll be let's here. talk. He said, basically showing mercy. He learned, he grew. He had that whole thing of not kicking just the bad guy's butt, like he got uh, Manta, but now showing uh, mercy to his enemy. So see what kind of king that is. Yeah. Any of those? Yeah, and then there's the... You know the the familial aspect of it. Of, yeah. You know, <clears throat> we don't always agree with you know family members. You know, immediate family members no. where you know it's brothers, sisters, moms, dads, whatever. Yeah. Um, so you have that disagreement, but then ultimately, you know, there's uh, you know there's there's something deeper than that, and that's yeah. family. Yep. And so you know you can kind of you know separate yourselves a little bit, kind of walk away for a little bit. And and just you know let that person know that I I I know you're unhappy I know you know you know we're Give not seeing time. eye to eye but yeah you know just just so you know that you know e- even though we're not the best of friends right now we're still you know we're still brothers we're still yeah. you know sisters, we're, working we're still out in siblings the end. that's right that's right ah <sighs> good stuff guys that was very we're good yeah. good uh, pick apart Aquaman there you go and I think that uh, definitely one you want to see again um, I I really hope that it's going to be um, good start to something new right a good wave of something new it's your move DC right there you go man we're up for that so we'll support you alrighty well looks like uh, we're good to go and uh, I'm still Gary still Rudy still Aaron and class is dismissed what should we have written it down first I memorized it didn't you oh yeah what did he just say something something tried it he's scary he's yeah How many things did he break? He did break, he did break something on his leg, he did. It's no joke, he always, always, always breaks something. Is that right? Yes. He's like him. He's just like, he's enormous. He's kind of like a little kid though, isn't he? Like, he's like, he's got that type of like, I, I think I'm like that, but then when I'm around him, like, <laughs> we're so hyped up, like, we really just play like two, but I mean, right? Isn't yeah, he? I heard he chased you. Hey, thanks for joining a class at Neekology 101. You can always find us on Podbean, which you can download for free through the iTunes, Android, and Google stores. Or we're now on Spotify. And guess what? We're also on YouTube. Be sure to hit subscribe to stay up to date on all our new episodes. If you want to learn about God Among Geeks and what we do here, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also check us out on our blog at godamonggeeks316.com. And please feel free to email us at forebearproductions at gmail.com. We love to hear your thoughts because we are the knights who say, Nick! Nick.